Welcome to episode 280 of the Juice Box Podcast. Today's show is sponsored by Companion Medical, makers of the InPen. InPen is a smart insulin pen that talks to your Dexcom and its own app, giving you the functionality of an insulin pump. It'll keep track of things like insulin on board, the temperature of your insulin, all kinds of cool stuff. You really have to check it out. There are links in your show notes and at juiceboxpodcast.com, but you can always go to companionmedical.com to find out more. All right, we have a treat today. A special guest. I think I remember Billy Gardell first from Bad Santa. I very much enjoyed Billy's work again on My Name is Earl, a television show with Jason Lee from, I think, back in 2007 that I adored. After that, I saw Billy again where we all did in his hit television show Mike and Molly, where he and Melissa McCarthy played a married couple. More recently, Billy's been on Young Sheldon, and today he is again starring in his own show, Bob Hart's Abishola, which I'll tell you a little bit about later. But first, I'm going to talk to Billy about what it was like to be diagnosed with type 2 diabetes. Everyone's always talking about the differences between type 1 and type 2 diabetes, but the one thing that's absolutely the same is how it feels to be diagnosed with a disease, have to adjust your life, and come to terms with what's going on. And that's what Billy's here to talk to us about today. Please remember that nothing you hear on the Juice Box podcast should be considered advice, medical or otherwise. Always consult a physician before making any changes to your healthcare plan. Okay, man. So, Billy, I'm not going to waste time introducing you. I'll do that when you're not on the clock. Sure, absolutely. Um, so, I have four questions, and my, my first one, yes. my first one is this: I had a health scare this year where I had some symptoms that mimic type two, and right. when a doctor just put it in my head, I got home and I couldn't bring myself to eat, and and yeah. just because of the fear, and I was wondering how how that diagnosis initially impacted you well it was it was really scary you know i've been lucky you know my whole life i've really never had any trouble and uh the way i found out mine was the way a lot of people with type 2 find out you know a lot of people are walking around undiagnosed and uh i had gotten my checkup and uh my physical and we did a, a battery of blood tests and my a1c came back i think it was seven two mm. and so that sent off all the alarms and whistles and i had the same exact effect man because i was like when i got home i was scared to eat something because once they inform you you know what type two can do to you if it's untreated and if you let it go it can you know, it can really cause a lot of damage to your body and, and it does scare you into thinking, oh my God, I have to learn how to manage this thing. And in the meantime, you do have a panic about everything you put in your mouth. I had the same exact uh, reaction. Yeah, mine was really inflamed because my daughter has type 1 diabetes. It's why I have this podcast. Oh, okay. I understand the impact of food on blood sugar. And yeah. I just stood in my kitchen. And I was like, I, my wife said she doesn't think I ate for a day and a half. Yeah, I think I, I, I think I about felt the same way. And then I got into this obsessive thing about taking a walk the minute I ate anything, you know, just trying to, to burn it so my body would, you know, accept food the right way. See, I'm glad you're talking about it like this because people of note with type 2 don't usually speak really honestly about it. And I think this is what people need to hear 
it's just a completely misunderstood thing. Yeah, and I think it's important to, to say it. And one of the reasons I joined uh, the My Type 2 Transformation Program was because I couldn't, if I committed to that, I wasn't able to deny it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So one of the reasons I got on board was not only, one, it's changed everything for me and really improved everything. But uh, the other side of it was if you put a spotlight on it, you can't hide from it. And I figured, you know, if, if, I, if I can do it, maybe other people will see that and they'll try to take care of it too. Because, you know, I've been, I've been a big guy my whole life. I know how to play the denial game with food, mm. you know. <laughs> I can I can still waddle by a mirror and go I look all right. <laughs> Everything's <laughs> you know? fine if I hold so my you have head to, like you have this. To kind of shatter that, you know, and and by by putting the spotlight on it, I think uh, that's what's helped me uh, start to treat it. Yeah, would you call that accountability, or, or is it just the idea that you know I find like even this podcast, which is now five years old and has like well over a million downloads and is doing something. Congratulations! Oh, thank man. you very much. But my point is, is that when I put it out the first time, I had this idea. And I thought, let me just say it out loud so I can't back out of it. Yeah, that was my that was exactly how I felt, man. I, I felt the same way when I decided to, to, to do this because I just I needed to pull the curtain back, you know, so there was no place to hide from it because I don't think you can change or overcome anything until you first accept it. And I think that kind of helped me accept it. How long ago did this happen to you? How long ago were you diagnosed? Um, I want to say it was about 15 months, about 15 months ago, I found out. It's really new for you then. Wow. Yeah. I mean, but I don't know how long my A1C was, you know, out of control before that. It, it's it just, that's when uh, I got the blood test back and, and realized it was seven two. So I don't know how long I've been walking around with it beforehand, you know, but I got to say since doing the my type to transformation stuff, you know, the, the combination of exercise, diet, and medication that I feel a lot, completely different. Mm -hmm. Like I used to be way more lethargic and, and, you know, sometimes my vision would be a little bit blurry and, and you know, or, or sometimes you just find yourself, you know, falling half asleep midday. Yeah. And so that stuff has gone away and I'm very grateful for that. You know, I interviewed Anthony Anderson once and his, he spoke about when he was growing up, how his father had problems like that and they just really didn't do anything about it. Like something like blurred vision that you would think would like stand you up and go, I got to go to a doctor and find out what this is. Yeah. Well, I think you, the, your first reaction is just, I must be tired. Mm -hmm. and, <laughs> and that's not it. You yeah. know, there's something much more heavy going on. Absolutely. So I guess the next thing I want to understand is once you're acclimated to the idea, I have type two diabetes, what were the first number of steps you took to try to improve things for yourself? Well, the first step I took was, um, you know, making a plan with my doctor and, uh, and, and deciding, uh, which medication was going to be right for me and how to start changing diet and exercise. And then, um, I, I was, uh, through my agent and uh, a friend, uh, they had told me about this program, the, my type two transformation. And we, we were, uh, contacted by them and, and uh, once I understood what they were trying to do and, and researched the program a little bit and found out it was right for me, man, I just, I, I dived in. And then, you know, I've, I'm, I'm a big believer that I'm one of those guys that if I can do it, anybody can do it. You know what I mean? Yep. If I can, if I can try to pull this together, then I think anybody can. And, you know, if you can inspire someone to, to, to change something for the better in their life, you know, then that's a good thing. I believe you will. I, I've seen just what the podcast does for people living with type one. And I think that one of the first things people need is a sense of community 
at an idea yeah. that somebody else understands what's happening. Like it's not just happening to you. Right. And, 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 and I think opening your mouth and talking about it, it, it cuts the fear down because then you're able to address it. Well, I'm, I'm a huge proponent of what you're doing because as somebody who's Thanks, been, man. no, of course, as I've been in the diabetes community for so long. What I've seen is, like I said, community helps people with type one. There's a huge community around type one, but it's hard to get a type two community going. And sometimes I think that's just because people don't want to put the label on themselves that they have type two diabetes. Did you think about that before you started? You know, man, I, I'm at a place in my life where I just want to be around as long as I can be here for my son yeah. and as long as I can annoy my wife. So that was <laughs> that was motivating enough for me to go, you know, I got to I got to accept that this is real. I, I think, you know, the things you don't accept are the things that kill you. Right. And I imagine you don't have to worry about work because you're like a Chuck Lurie player now at this point. So it's like old time. I'm blown Hollywood. away, man. <laughs> I, I tell you, man, I, the fact that, uh, that I'm, I'm in another Chuck Lurie show is, uh, I mean, one time is hitting the lottery. I don't know what you would call this. I'm starting to feel like that Irish guy who goes out in the woods and gets hit by lightning every time he's out there. <laughs> I said to my wife, I was like, you know, Billy's going to come on the podcast. And she's like, oh, he's on mom. I'm like, no, I think you're thinking of another show. And she goes, no, I think he's on mom too. <laughs> <laughs> no, they just film right across the street from us. So then this went through a whole conversation where I'm like, I think you're thinking of the guy from the Three Stooges movie. And, and she, <laughs> right. And so we're going back and forth in the living room and having this like conversation. I'm like, Kelly, you're wrong. So we whip it up and we look and she goes, oh, you're right. And I was like, I knew it. Um, that, <laughs> it made me think of uh, if you ever heard Kevin Smith speak, he's like, everyone always calls me Kevin James. It, made, it gave me the same feeling. Um, yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um, I, I so I want to understand the the web series a little bit. Is it where can I watch it first of all, and what's its intent? You can go to uh, mytype2transformation.com, dot com, mm. and it lays out uh, an option for you to have a tool for every part of treating diabetes uh, type two diabetes. There's an exercise program that's specifically designed and it has three levels. There's an easy, intermediate, and hard. You kind of work your way up through that. So you can start anywhere. You don't have to be an athlete to start. You know what I mean? You can, there's simple exercises that get you moving and get you into it. And you build your strength and then you move to the next level. There We have a, a chef on there showing different kinds of diabetes-friendly recipes that actually taste good because you know when, when you think you got to eat healthy everybody thinks chicken and broccoli and then you snap so <laughs> this is a bunch of wonderful options on how to cook uh, flavorful healthy foods that uh, that help uh, keep your, your type 2 diabetes under control then there's the medication aspect of it all the information is on the my type 2 transformation website and then we even had life coaches come in about shifting that thinking, about accepting this thing and about understanding that this is something, it's a disease that has to be managed and, and the acceptance of that. And so showing that journey, I think, like I said, my hopes are that someone will watch it and go, who was, who was, who's thinking, you know what, I'm just going to ignore this. Someone sees me doing it and goes, you know what, if he put himself out there, then I can go investigate this with, with, with my physician. So let's hit on a couple of those things because food habits are huge, right? Like sometimes oh. you think, you know what I mean? Like you figure, look, type two, part of it has to be, you know, I'm sure it's genetic and, but it's also exercise and it's food and it's all that stuff that got you there. So the point is your brain works one way around food. And then all of a sudden somebody tells you it, it can't do this anymore. That doesn't mean you just flip a switch and 
Because you would have done that 30 years ago if that was possible yeah, for you. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I, you know, I've, I've gotten away with being a big guy my whole life, you know, but you can't outrun a fact and you can't outrun a number. Yeah. And, uh, and, and the shift in, in food, you know, the, I came from a house where it was like, you know, we had a bad day. Let's eat. We had a good day. Let's eat. Yeah. So, you know, and I'm also from that generation where it was like, finish your plate. There's right. people starving in other parts of the world. Finish your plate. Mm-hmm. And and that's, you know, that's wiring. You can't undo, you know, 30 years of wiring in two weeks. So it's it's a gradual progression. I still don't do it perfectly, but I'm getting better at it every day because, again, accepting it and dealing with it. And like I said, the thing I like about this program is you can go online and and anything you need is there. The, the tools for cooking, the tools for exercising, information about medication. And and then about, you know, the shift in your brain that you have to make, because I, I have always had an unhealthy relationship with food. Mm-hmm. You know, I've, I've got, you know, pizza is not a reward. An apple is. And it takes time to learn that when you're a big guy. Yeah. You know, people who have never struggled with their weight don't quite understand that. They just want to tell you, just eat a seaweed chip. Well, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> how long know? How long did it take you before eating in that way didn't leave you hungry? You know, I'm still not uh, perfect at it, but I would say probably the better part of a year, you know, okay. and I still mess up once in a while. And, and it, again, it's it's about progress, not perfection. So, you know, I know to get right back on my horse, like whereas before, if, you know, if I was trying to watch my food and I had a, a bad meal, well, then I was having a bad meal for three months and then finally getting started again. And now I've just kind of learned that if you do mess up, okay, you know, you, you lose one game, but you maybe win the series. So you get back on it for the rest of the week, you know? I taught myself, um, I'm not a lean person, and I taught myself, I used the, the baked potato fast that Penn Jillette talks about sometimes. I don't know if you've ever oh, heard what's that? It, so he no. just you just eat these baked potatoes as many as you want. It doesn't matter. And what you learn over the first couple of days or what I learned was first of all, I don't really like baked potatoes. I like butter and salt. <laughs> right. And the yeah. the mass so of baked it, potatoes with nothing on it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, nothing. It's terrible. And so Ooh, you so you eat it. I'm and, Irish and that doesn't sound good. <laughs> fills you up. And it's got enough nutrients in it. So I do this thing one time and I lose 15 pounds in like seven days. Wow. It was insane. And I, and, but I, I walked away from it thinking, you know, by the third day you were like, I don't want a potato and I'm not really that hungry to begin with. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And it rewired sort of my taste buds. It was really interesting. I, I, I found when I really cut out eating sugar and, and white flour and stuff like that, like once you get off, it takes a week or two to really adjust to that. But once you get off it and you start to feel better, you don't feel as bloated, you don't feel as swollen or lethargic, and then you, you realize what that stuff's doing to your body. Yeah, it's addictive. And, and once, once you have that moment, I think it helps put a little wind in your cells. No, I agree. How was it, or I guess, how often do you test your blood sugar, and are you considering a continuous glucose monitor? Um, I do. I do every day just because I like to see where my number is and make sure that I'm, uh, you know, that's a, that's, a, that's a wonderful thing to be able to check your blood sugar every day because you can, you can realize, okay, well, what did I eat yesterday that made it go up? Like, and it's funny because everybody's different. Everybody's going to have a different uh, reaction to everything. Like, 
pasta doesn't really mess with me, but I just stay off of it because I don't want it to trigger another kind of carb. Mm -hmm. But like, you know, you learn, okay, I can have an apple and not too much happens, but if I have a banana, my numbers go up. So you kind of, it's a neat way to learn how to track what it is that affects your blood. And, and that way you can try to keep your numbers consistent. Yep. Well, I'll tell you, if you ever are interested, there's uh, something called the Dexcom G6. It's a continuous glucose monitor. You'd wear it and you would see your blood sugar direction and speed constant. Oh, wow. It's really cool. You'll see it on your phone. What's so, it called? Dexcom G6. It's a continuous okay. glucose monitor. My daughter wears one. It's how we manage her insulin. It's fantastic. It's so important, man. And, and like I said, being able to check those numbers every day, is it's vital. You know, it's like, it's like checking your temperature gauge in your car. Yeah. So I, I have one last question for you. And, and then yeah. um, I know you're on a short time frame here. The idea of sharing with your spouse. So I mm. know a person who was diagnosed with type 2 diabetes and didn't tell their spouse for a decade. Thought, mm. it, thought it made him look weak, uh, was embarrassed, yeah. the, this whole kind of thing. And sometimes people want the support of a spouse and sometimes they don't. I was wondering how you're integrating your family into what you're doing. Um, well, you know, I, I, I immediately told my wife, you know, we've been to, we've been together 20 years and I've been married 18. So there's nothing we don't talk about, <laughs> you know, but I can understand that kind of mentality where you think, Oh, it's weak. But you know, what I've found as I've gotten a little bit older is, is, you know, being tough and, and hiding something that's wrong with you does not make you tough. It makes you suffer. Mm -hmm. I think that real strength is saying, you know, I need help. I don't know how to do this. Can you help me? I agree. And, uh, and my wife was incredibly responsive. She got rid of everything that tasted good in the house the next day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I said to my wife one day, I was like, I know you think that candy looks nice in that bowl at Christmas time, but could you please not put it in there? <laughs> no, there's, there's a bowl of Hershey's Kisses. You can put a hand chopping machine in front of it. I'm still going in. Oh. So you and I might be the same person, Billy. So I, I'm just like, I'm looking at it. I'm like, I'll take one. And then I'm like, wow, one, yeah. look how small it is. You know? One. I've never eaten one of anything. It's like when you see on the side of a, a package of cookies, serving size, three. Yeah. Who eats three? Yeah. You eat three cookies. You don't deserve to have a cookie. <laughs> Those cookies aren't meant for you, damn it. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Oh my gosh. Um, can it, If I can take one more uh, second from sure. you. Sure. Yeah, yeah, you you do have a new TV show. And I, I was do. wondering if you could take, tell me a little bit about it. Sure. It's called Bob Hart's Abishola. It's on CBS Monday nights at 8.30, 7.30 Central. And uh, it's a Chuck Lorre show, and it's a very kind show, which I think people are uh, thirsty for these days. Mm -hmm. And it's a sweet little uh, story about a guy who owns a compression sock factory and a business and has a heart attack because of the stress of his own business. And when he wakes up, uh, there's a nurse there, Abishola, and she's of Nigerian descent. He's got this strong, kind presence that Bob is kind of taken by, and he decides in that moment, even though they're very different, that, you know what, I'm just going to see if this woman will give me a chance. And uh, I think it's something we can root for. Nice. Do you uh, do you um, chase after her with the same stuff you bug your wife with? No, I think all the, the married writers kind of contribute to that. So I think we all kind of have that. Uh, <laughs> it's a collaboration of those writers. The writing is so good on those shows, you don't really have to add anything. You know, you just wait for the scripts That's to come. That's really cool. Well, congratulations. It's, uh, it's amazing. Thank you, man. I've seen a recent picture of you. You obviously are, are on the right track. Would you mind sharing with people how much weight have you lost since you were diagnosed? Uh, you know what, man? I haven't been watching the scale. So I've, I know that I've taken a chunk down. I, 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 I used to be a guy that was on the scale every single day, and I haven't looked in about 
seven months. That's amazing. And I got to tell you, it's kind of freeing. I, I'm just looking, and I'm I'm moving better. My clothes are fitting better, and that's what I've been going on. I'm I'm almost at the point now where I'm superstitious to do it. Look at that. Yeah, I mean, just as a person who just sees you obviously through a screen, it's obvious to me. Yeah, and that's I like seeing it that way rather than going. Ah, I went up two. I went down three. I went up four. I went down. So I kind of got away from that and just started doing what I was supposed to do and seeing the results. Like you said, seeing it on camera or seeing it in the mirror, you're like, okay, all right, that feels better. That looks better. Let me just keep going. It's a healthy attitude. Would you say your mindset has completely changed around your health in the last year? I would say it's on its way, yeah, and I'm really glad because I, I uh, I'm I'm a stubborn guy, you know. So it's 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 been nice to have this change happen. Very cool. Give me the web address one more time for the series. Uh, it's mytype2transformation.com. Billy, thank you so much for coming on and doing this. I really appreciate you taking. Thank the time. you, my man. Keep doing what you're doing, and my best to your daughter, and uh, and I appreciate it. Take care. Okay. Bye. Bye. Ladies and gentlemen, that was television's Billy Gardell. Billy, by the way, also does a lot of stand-up. You can find out more about his tour schedule at billygardell.com. It's G-A-R-D-E-L-L, billygardell.com. And to find out more about My Type 2 Transformation, just go to mytype2transformation.com. Please remember that the podcast does not exist without the sponsors, and today's episode was sponsored by Companion Medical, makers of the InPen. Those of you using multiple daily injections or just one of those regular old dumb pens, you should upgrade to a smart pen. I think you'll find that InPen is very affordable and will add a level of control to your life that has probably so far eluded you. CompanionMedical.com. Check out the InPen. You know, I have a little music left here, so let me say I really enjoyed hearing someone's perspective about type 2 diabetes today. I genuinely believe the type two does not have a bright enough light shined on it, and that there are so many people living with it or living undiagnosed, the information really needs to get out there. So if you know somebody with type two diabetes, share this episode with them. Maybe hearing Billy share so openly about what it's like to have type two will help someone else to not be so scared to share, to ask a doctor, to ask a friend or family member for help, something to reach out, to feel like a sense of community where there maybe isn't one.